Hello and welcome to the Carry On Cast, the podcast of Easter Lutheran Church where you get to hear the pastors and friends talk about upcoming preaching texts and just kind of the life of the congregation and what what's been going on around here. So it is a joy to be with all of you today. I am Pastor Eric and today I am here with Amy Vigasa and Pastor Kevin. Well, hey guys. This is a good team to have. We thought it went so well with the last go around that we would get the team back together for another round. Thanks for not voting me off the island. I, <laughs> I mean, you guys were bringing the heat, and I'm like, well, I guess maybe I'm going to go back to my office now and and try to yeah, keep going. Yeah, get to do two, or that's special? <laughs> yeah, it's <that's> special. <laughs> no, it's you. <laughs> oh, we'll be sure to let him know. Yeah. <laughs> Well, what I, we didn't mention last time was that Amy Vegas is here because she's not only one of our preachers for this series in July, but she also has a long history here at yeah, Easter Lutheran. And maybe could you just share, share just a little bit just how you got connected at Easter and some of the roles you've you've worn here? Because some yeah. folks will know you, but some folks have not ha- had the pleasure yet. Sure. Um, about, oh gosh, it was probably 11 years ago. Um, Hans took the position here as youth minister and um, me and the kids came about six months later and uh, I started with some um, worship and music responsibilities at that point, uh, which kind of shifted and changed over the years depending on the need and um, have enjoyed being on the worship team, um, singing for the contemporary services when we had the Saturday evening here at the Hill, we did that one too. But um, I have been doing that for 10 years or so. Not quite because I left to go to seminary. (laughs) Um, But also did uh, life group ministries here. So did a lot of the small group stuff um, and also worked with the adult ministries and some of the women's ministry things. So Wednesday uh, morning women's Bible study, Soul Sisters, uh, the senior adult ministry things. Kind of had my hands in a lot of stuff. Awesome. So, but it was all good and very enjoyable and fun, and the people are awesome. So, yeah, it's been good to be here. Thanks That's for very your cool. ministry. Yes, I echo that. Thank you for that ministry. Oh, it's been <laughs> a pleasure and a privilege. So, yeah. And it's a pleasure and a privilege to do podcasts with you. Um, today, we are picking up. Uh, with our uh, theme for the month of July. Actually, I should say today we're concluding. Uh, We've been kind of mirroring the same themes we looked at during Lent this last uh, spring. And now today we have the theme word of care. And so we're going to be looking at the Good Samaritan. Um, Let's see what... What should I ask? Oh, why don't we just jump in and read it first? So it's a familiar story. Uh, It's fun. It's always fun to hear this story. And we're hoping that today we'll be able to discuss in a way that you hear something you haven't heard before. So um, Amy's going to read for us. Go ahead. All right. This is from Luke 10, uh, verses 25 through 37. Just then a lawyer stood up to test Jesus. Teacher, he said. What must I do to inherit eternal life? He said to him, What is written in the law? What do you read there? He answered, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and your neighbor as yourself. And he said to him, You have given the right answer. Do this and you will live. But wanting to justify himself, he asked Jesus, And who is my neighbor? Jesus replied, A man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell into the hands of robbers who stripped him, beat him, and went away, leaving him half dead. 
Now by chance a priest was going down that road, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. So likewise a Levite, when he came to the place and saw him, passed by on the other side. But a Samaritan, while traveling, came near him, and when he saw him, he was moved with pity. He went to him and bandaged his wounds, having poured oil and wine on them. Then he put him on his own animal, brought him to an inn, and took care of him. The next day he took out two denarii, gave them to the innkeeper, and said, Take care of him, and when I come back, I will repay you whatever more you spend. Which of these three do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of the robber? He said, The one who showed him mercy. And Jesus said to him, Go and do likewise. This is the word of the Lord. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks be to God. Any uh, Anything you're just dying to say right away? <laughs> well, I, Anyone inspired? I, truly, it's a great question. You said this is a familiar story in some ways, yeah. right, for folks who have been around. And, and it must have been very strange the first time people heard it. But is there things that you two of you do to kind of – try to hear a story fresh again for the first mm. time, you know, because at some level it's like, okay, I've, yeah, he's, there we go. He's knocking off the horse and paying the innkeeper. But what, yep. you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it, I feel like that's a renewing thing of something we ask God for maybe in some level. I mean, I think sometimes it helps me if I look at specific characters hmm. and try to kind of flesh out a little bit of, of what was going on there. Like what was That's going on for the Levite? What was going on for the priest? What they yeah. walked by, or, or why would the Samaritan choose to stop? You know, yeah. just different things, mm-hmm. and putting ourselves in those positions as well, and maybe seeing what that might yeah. be like. So, maybe we should consider that for a second here, because that is that is an, a good way of uh, understanding maybe at a different level than you have before. So, what is the deal with like, for example, the priest? What do is there any way we can know why he did what he did? Is there any background? Um, you know, in in kind of reading about this ahead of time, and I I kind of remembered this. And Amy, you were fresh out of seminary, maybe you, <laughs> but I kind of remember from seminary uh, realizing that the priest is um, concerned with the law and becoming unclean, so you can't you can't touch a gentile or or a corpse, and from where he's on the road he can't tell if this body if this is a body or if this is a person who he just doesn't know and so in order to fulfill the law the religious laws he just passes by which is always in my mind striking that the why is the priest like what is the story about that a priest is not going to help like you think the priest represents the church but actually the priest is really representing someone who is trying to follow the law and look what happens to the neighbor Right. Yeah. Or how you come off as a neighbor. Yeah. No, it it definitely seems um, like there's a point to the fact that there's a priest and a Levite who both pass. I mean, Levite would have been, you know, a worker in the temple as well. And and, um, so it seems strange that those are the two that would have been, you know. Yeah. Representatives of the church. Yeah. And and walk on by. and I, I think there is also, I feel like there's something about that road from Jerusalem to Jericho, too, that yeah. was a dangerous road. I mean, it wasn't maybe unusual that there were robbers waiting to mob people on that road. It was definitely considered a dangerous road. So maybe people did just kind of keep their head down and keep walking. Sure. <laughs> I mean, right. um, mm-hmm. um, and yeah. if he was going 
down that road. I don't know if that means he was going to Jericho or going to Jerusalem, but um, yep. if I that would have impacted things. From too. Jerusalem to Jericho. Um, and I and you're right. I um, this you always hear that this is a dangerous, notoriously dangerous mm-hmm. stretch of road. And here's something that might be the one new thing you hear. It was 17 miles from oh. Jerusalem to Jericho. That's I a just, long walk. I didn't know that, oh. but I read that. Okay, that is a long walk. <laughs> yeah. 17 miles. So mm-hmm. they're in a hurry, but in the right. July heat. Ooh, yeah. Okay. Right. It's 88 degrees at this moment. Right. Well, and I think, um, you know, definitely the cleanliness thing. Yes. All of those purity laws and everything are an issue, of course. I always wonder how much in everyday real life did people, like, really align with all of that? Because yeah. you have to do different things. <laughs> you know, you have to help people that are sick. You have to do all this. So I'm always curious, you know, how much did that actually um, lock in mm-hmm. for people every day all the time? Mm-hmm. But maybe for priests and Levites, it did. I don't know. So, yeah. I mean, that was their whole yeah. livelihood, especially right. Levites. That was their source of income was the tithes from the temple. So, right. I mean, they, they had to for their livelihood, they had to oh, they had to follow the religious laws so they could be clean and continue to be in the temple. Right. Uh, but yeah, I think really you re- you help lead to a really good point here that we should really talk about the how does the law play into this? Because uh, that was one of the things I uh, right away when I hear this story, it's a lawyer. That's kind of important. Mm-hmm. So this is a an expert legal legal minded person and they're and they approach jesus and and ask you know uh how do i inherit eternal life and jesus says to the lawyer what's written in the law Mm -hmm. so we are talking a lot about law here Mm -hmm. and then um but we find out that those who strictly are following the the religious laws are actually not good neighbors and that's ironic and it's kind of mind-blowing and this is where Jesus is that you know prophetic person who comes into the uh, the people of Israel at the the Jews at the time there and just blows things up with the understanding you know Jesus came um, to blow up the understanding of the law hmm. and it and to well he fulfills the law and um, so that's that is at play here. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, it's so striking to me whenever you hear this story, right? Because there's kind of like these three iterations about of these people who come by someone who is obviously injured, right? <laughs> right. Yeah, right. Like there is no question <laughs> that this person has right. been beaten up. They're in the ditch, right? They're they're laying there by the side of the road. They and need help. Yeah, exactly. And my my question is always, why aren't they caring enough? to do it to to help this person yeah. right How do you know? but i don't have to really go so far than to look at my own indifference about what i see in the world right now oh, it's yeah. very easy to drive by someone who is injured in the side of the road so i gotta tell you a story there's a yes. while back i was driving down pilot knob okay a road all of us take from Easter to wherever you're going, you right? You might say it's our mission field. <laughs> right? So I'm driving down Pilot Knob, and there was a turtle in the road. Mm. And a woman had pulled her car over, was trying to get you know people to not run over this turtle, getting the turtle off to the side of the road. And you know everyone was 
mindful of that and getting out of the way for this turtle. Turtle gets to safety. Two more blocks down the road and there's a homeless person on the side of the road with a sign asking oh, for help wow. and not a single person stopped, including oh, myself. Wow. So I take own, I own that, you know, I, I also drove by. But when you think of the, it's like, yes. oh, what's going on here? That we're willing wow. to stop and help a turtle onto the side of the road, but we're not willing to stop and help a person who is begging for help. I'm speechless. <laughs> that is, <laughs> you know, I wow. mean, it's that just, preaches, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Would say. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> Uh, and we do that. We do that all the time. Wow. You know, I think because, you know, the turtle, of course, doesn't have an agenda. We always think that a person has, you know, some scam up their sleeve, you know, all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. But, mm-hmm. um, oh, man, it was, it's one of those moments. You just kind of, okay. Yeah. That is and, profound. And, and when you, so when we read stories like this, the, 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 the thing inside of me feels like this person should care and they're not caring. And so it's easy to be like, yeah, that's right. wrong. And maybe that's part of what it is, right? Is that the law shows us with with absolute clarity, mm-hmm. right? What that, that this is wrong. Mm-hmm. This person needs our help. We should be helping them. We're not helping them. <laughs> and that's, it's missing the mark, yeah. right? That's missing something in there. Um, and I think too, it goes back to that, to the question even. I always am so interested at the very beginning of the story about what the question is. What is this person asking Jesus? What must I do to inherit? Mm-hmm. So even inherit is an interesting word, right? Because mm-hmm. it's not like, like I'm just going to get it. Like I'm inheriting. It's something that's being given to me. It's not something that I take or have earned or yeah, worked for. Mm-hmm. But it's, in, and, and he's asking, what am I must I do to inherit eternal life? This is verse 25. That's the test, right? Mm-hmm. That's, the, that's the thing. And so it's so striking when we think about then, well, what must I do? Even in that frame, it's yep. it's tell me what I have to do. That's the law speaking. What's the thing I need? To, then I can check yep. it off my list. Yep. What's the right. check mark I need to do? Right. What's the check I need to cash? Yep. What's the? And you can justify yourself because yeah. you know that you're justified. In it's, other words, you're good with God. Yep. I've done my good deed for the yep. day. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's funny yeah. too because he asks the question. Jesus says, "Well, what does the law say?" And he knows the best answer you can possibly have. Mm-hmm. And he gives gives it eloquently and Jesus says do this and you will live that's it you got it but he still doesn't he's not content right because then he he starts to walk away and then he comes back and he's like um who's my neighbor just to clarify (laughs) I don't want to miss anything (laughs) here Mm -hmm. speaking of neighbor we have to give a shout out because Raina reminded us of this is that on the on the 31st starting is our new um, experience of vacation Bible school that we're offering to kids and your grandkids or your great grandkids um, to come and experience here at Easter in Egan. And it's really a powerful one because it's looking at different countries around the world and how they experience life and Christian faith in these yeah. places. And we're asking, the, 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 at the heart of the whole thing is the question we're trying to teach kids is to ask the question, who is my neighbor? Right. Because when they start wrestling with that question, actually, I think kids might be a little bit more clearer than adults are about what that means to love someone who yeah. you know is very different from you but you wouldn't even know it because they're human beings and that's the common ground that we find each other on yeah and that we we no longer need to 
be concerned with justifying ourselves or that we should live a life of fulfilling the law and living so strictly by the law that we end up neglecting our neighbors. Actually, Jesus came to, as we were saying, fulfill the law. We are now free to spend our life loving our neighbor and without fear of justifying ourselves. We're justified through Christ. And so now we share that same free love that we receive from God through Christ with our neighbors. And uh, yeah, and so the theme of VBS, which starts on Monday, is uh, who is my neighbor? Mm -hmm. And so perfect (laughs) timing. Yeah, and I think one of the beautiful gifts we're given in loving our neighbor is that so often we encounter Christ there. You know, if we can see Jesus as the least of these, or see Jesus in the face of our neighbor. Um, that's just a gift, I think, that God gives us in, in those moments when we do trust enough to step out of our way and out of ourselves to help another person. So, Yeah, and before we started recording, you, also, you guys were also pointing out um, about receiving. Are you mm-hmm. open to receive love of the love of God through right. your neighbor? Like, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, for the people here in this story, it was very problematic um, that the the you know the person who showed mercy was a Samaritan, and that would have been even difficult to receive help from a Samaritan for the audience. Because there was such a history between the Jews and the Samaritans, right. as it was There's no love. There, there was <laughs> that's, that's an understatement. <laughs> they, <laughs> they did not get along. So to receive mercy, I mean, for the person in the ditch who I don't know if we're supposed to assume that that was a Jew, maybe. Uh, doesn't, he says, it doesn't really he say. Just says a certain man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So for the, specifically un yeah uh, characterized right mm-hmm. so but the samaritan helped that person and um yeah for the the lawyer at least in hearing the story would have been surprised that the samaritan was the one that helped and to put himself in that position would he be willing to receive mercy from the samaritan yeah it definitely feels like the punchline, right it does it's yeah. like you have two people that you would maybe expect to see and then the last one the samaritan is the one you do not expect to see but then the the detail that the bible goes into for the um, what care looks like yes right for what does an extension of care given the circumstances look like right it's 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 uh oil and wine which is like a disinfectant it's bandages and putting them on the transportation it's 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 all those kind of things but maybe is there something um, that happened first in there right before the start of verse 34 what is it that happens to the samaritan when he sees the person i don't know if i've noticed that level of detail oh, before it's moved with pity mm. yeah. yeah what do you, is that the god work in that story mm-hmm. Moved, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Maybe that's the Holy Spirit moving us to mm-hmm. to do something. I'm really, listening yeah, to that. Listening and I don't know if I would be moved it. myself yeah. on my own yeah. to stop for the turtle or right. for the human being, <laughs> right. Right. right? Right. And in the example of this this story from Jesus, it's a lot. It's a, it's really a lot. I mean, he he gave of his time, his resources. He said he'd come back and pay whatever else needed to be. It's definitely went, above and beyond. He went above and beyond. Yeah, yeah. And went the extra mile um, in sacrificing himself. And the idea there, too, for us is Jesus gave his life for us. Hmm. 
that we would be free to give our lives for others mm. apart from the law. Mm-hmm. And so um, that's the reminder for us today. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So again, the theme, Kevin, Pastor Kevin's been nicely bringing it back to that today. It's care. And the question is uh, challenging us to care for others. How does this story challenge us to care for others? So mm. we'll just maybe any last thoughts on that or we can. No, I, I think that um, I think that it's pretty amazing to be part of a congregation that really does have an extension of care um, in so many different ways that we care for our neighbors at this place. Um, and, you know, I think that if you ever needed us to pray for you, dear listener, <laughs> for anything, right, is to just reach out and mm-hmm. to make that request known. That's what that's what the scripture even invites us to make those requests known to God so that we can bring them before God. Um, I'm really grateful for Pastor Eric's leadership in the area of care for our congregation too, to be able to spearhead that work. Um, But you're a part of that work too. Yeah. Yes. And if you would like to, if you're interested in becoming a member of the the prayer team, um, you can let us know of that. A commitment to pray for those who who have expressed a need. Um, Yeah, absolutely. And check out uh, the care page on the Easter website to learn about uh, ways that that our congregation does uh, actively do care for neighbors and uh, let us know if you'd like to become a part of that or if you are in need of care. And so we'll just conclude there for today um, by reminding you that this is the Carry On Cast, the podcast of Easter Lutheran Church, where our mission is to grow in faith and carry on the work of Jesus Christ. Thanks, everyone. Sunshine.